Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday on, oh, wow, I'm getting ready to say August, but live this Monday, September 2nd, 2019, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. Good morning, everyone. It's the holiday season, and of course, I wanted to sleep in today, right? Yeah, and I know many of you probably slept in a little bit today as well. It is Labor Day, and of course, Uh, A lot is going on today, this Labor Day with Hurricane Dorian, and we are sending out our prayers to all of those in the Bahamas, all of you who have family or relatives in the Bahamas. We are praying for your families. We're praying for your friends, uh, and we know that it is crazy over there right now, a lot going on. And we're also praying for all of those along the eastern coast of Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, here in the United States. Uh, it would be remiss if I didn't say we are praying for you too. We want to make sure uh, that we keep everyone in our prayers. And I had a chat from someone today that said, I am driving from Florida but still listening to the show on the way uh, to a safer ground. So, wow, thank you so much to Terry. Uh, I really appreciate that, and uh, I I appreciate the love and the support, even though you're in the midst of an urgency right now. Uh, Again, it is September 2nd. So excited to be here. This is the day the Lord has made, and I'm very glad uh, to be here sharing with you today. Uh, Again, I'm Trina Newby, founder of Women About Biz and host of the Successful Woman Radio Show. We're so excited uh, as we are moving on towards the end of the year. We've got a great thing for you this month that I know is very, very important because it's something that you've got to get done before for year in. And I'm talking about Strategy 2020. Yeah, that's right. That's our theme all this month. Strategy 2020, for those of you that are long-time listeners, you know that somewhere around that July-August time frame, I start talking about your business strategy and what needs to happen um, with your business planning. And of course, this month, all this month, we're going to be talking about it. We've really been gearing up towards Strategy 2020 because we have had some awesome things. We've talked about being a relentless uh, woman, having a relentless mindset. We've talked about endless referrals. And uh, we, we are just really moving right along as the year is progressing with continuing to um, you know, make our goals, make it plain, write it down, really make sure that we are being proactive businesswomen, right? And so, again, I'm very, very excited to be with you today to continue to share that information. And, again, for those of you that have just joined the show, welcome, welcome. And our theme all this month of September is Strategy 2020. I've got some great information, a lot of updated information that I want to share with you. And, of course, as you know, I always recommend to you that you – you know, just keep a spiral-bound notebook as a journal with Successful Woman Radio um, so that you can take some really good notes and that you can be able to go back and to refer. Uh, also today, I want to share some information for those of you who um, were buying the Endless Referrals book. Um, you know, I have a surprise for you today, and I'm going to announce that in just a few minutes. And, of course, I'm going to be giving you the five questions of leadership and authority and talking about that a little bit. Uh, and I want to give you guys an update on the 100K campaign, some of the things that we're getting ready to do in the Women About Biz Facebook community. Uh, so, again, this is such a great time right now for you to go ahead and share the show with someone that you know, a businesswoman who needs to be in a positive environment, needs a, a good uh, source 
to listen to tips and resources to grow her business because certainly uh, Successful Woman Radio aims to do just that. For those of you that are new to the show, I want to welcome, welcome you. Uh, if Dee Dee is listening, I want to say hello and send a shout-out to you. Um, Dee Dee called uh, and introduced herself and said she had listened to several of our Successful Woman um, Radio broadcasts via um, her Apple phone on the podcast, and she wanted to listen live. And so, again, I'm very, very excited that that is moving along and people are listening to the show via Apple Podcasts as well. And so, again, this is a good time, ladies, for you to click over uh, on another line or text a friend or, or shout out on Facebook that Successful Woman Radio is live on the air. If you have a pen in hand, write this number down so that you can share it, 347-637-2589 is the number you give if individuals want to dial direct into the show. And, of course, individuals can go ahead and um, ask for entrance on the Facebook Women About Biz community if they want to see the show. Or you can just share it on your page, and it should stream just fine uh, from your personal page as well. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you on your holiday that are listening to the show live. I'm very, very excited about that. So right now at this time, what I want to do is I want to go ahead and I want to go over the five questions of leadership and authority. Again, the five questions of leadership and authority. You know, one of the things that's very, very important as a businesswoman, especially when you are pushing yourself to be in the CEO role, is that it's very, very important for you to, I think, to make sure that you have some planning time every single morning, right? And what you must be focused on at hand is your role as the CEO. I know we get trapped and caught all the time into being in the labor role and jumping around and doing everything. And what happens when we are like that is that we lose focus. And so this is not to say that you cannot be in the labor role because, of course, when you're a solo entrepreneur, you're playing multiple roles, but you definitely need to have a strategy, a system for how you play the different roles that are required and mandatory in your business. So one of the ways, of course, is that you ensure that you are scheduling the tasks that you need to get done, both in the labor role and then also in the CEO planning role. Um, another way is to create one day out of the week that you dedicate solely to the CEO role. Now, if you're working full-time, you may need a little more time than just that one day, so you may have to plan two days a week that you dedicate solely to the CEO role. But what's most important is that you understand that being the CEO is certainly a role that trumps all others because it's responsible for generating the income in the business without direction, without vision, without guidance, without that CEO role, you cannot do anything else, right? And so I want to constantly be reminding you of that. So let's go ahead. We're going to get started with five questions of leadership and authority. Here's question number one. Am I clear on my role as the CEO of my company? Now, I know a lot of you who are long-time listeners, you've been hearing this question now all year. But have you really asked yourself that question? You know, I was just sharing with someone the other day that a lot of the times as women, we don't actually ask ourselves questions. We often um, think in the now, and we often have a tendency to think, um, urgently. You know, if something is happening, we get emotional about it and finding a solution or thinking about the solution or being in that CEO role is the last thing on our mind. But in actuality, we really need to start asking ourselves questions when there is no emergency. We need to get used to and develop a habit of being a solution thinker, which is so very important. So I really want you guys this week, I want you to schedule some time and just really ask yourself, am I really clear on my role as the CEO of my company? And, and here is the proof of in the pudding, okay? I really want to share this with you. If you say you are clear on your role as the CEO of your company, 
then there must be some things that are happening, right? You must know at any time the amount of money in your checking account. You must know at any time the amount of leads that you are generating. You must at all times be clear on the role that you are playing and the tasks and activities that you're personally responsible for each and every day. So if you are clear, all of those things are supposed to be happening, and you should see money generating in your company because you're, you gain clarity on the role and what you should be doing. Here's question number two. What are my business priorities? And, of course, that's very important because there can be so many priorities. But here's the thing. Your business priorities are dictated by your business goals. And so, really, you should know your goals. You should know what you're trying to strive for by weekend. Every Friday, there should be some accomplishments. You should be able to see some sort of measurement going on that's taking you higher and higher to reach higher goals, right? And then number three, do I have a bird's eye view of the following areas? Do you have a bird's eye view of your daily workflow, your marketing, your follow-up, your sales, your tasks? all the things that um, you want to delegate. And number four is, am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping to execute my daily workflow? Now, this is something that a lot of business women who are solo entrepreneurs struggle with. Uh, this is why we bring it up every single Monday. Why? Because we really need to build solid habits on thinking in these terms, and these questions of leadership and authority are going to help you to do just that. Number five, last but not least in the five questions of leadership and authority, do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team? So as you guys know, a power team is a support system. It's a, a group of people who usually are subcontractors that have a particular expertise in something separate, whether it's website design, graphic design, writing articles, posting social media content, a virtual assistant, your appointment setter. I could go on and on and on. But for each and every business, there is slightly different uh, roles that are played within the power team. You're going to have different people in your power team. So I think it's very important for you to understand, right, that you've got to develop that power team. So, again, if you don't have a support system, if you don't have right now in your cell phone a group that's called power team, and when you click on that group, you have at your disposal, at your fingertips, individuals that you can call to put things into action, then back to the drawing board you go because you need to be developing a power team, okay? I want to talk a little bit about how do you begin to develop a power team, right? Because it's so very, very key. Well, first of all, here's what you need to know and understand. Your power team really is going to shorten your learning curve and push you forward and help your business to grow faster. And this is very, very important why a power team is essential to your business, right? And so with that said, one of the ways to get started with a power team is not just to look in the you know, look on the internet and write down anybody's name and phone number and put it in place, you actually have to call and develop a relationship with those individuals that you're interested in. You also have to do your due diligence, meaning you don't you just don't go with the first person that you talk with. If it's a web designer, you want to see the websites that they design. You want to hopefully talk to one or two of their customers or their clients. If it is a graphic designer, you want to see their graphics work because the the flavor of graphics that you like may not be the flavor of graphics that that designer is used to creating, and so therefore it would be very difficult for them to create exactly what you wanted. So again, this is why it's so important for you to take your time Decide on the different types of individuals and their expertise that you will need in your power team and then go about finding them. Now, one of the easiest ways, of course, is that if there are other people's websites, other people's logos, other people's social media posts that you just really love, um, ask them who are they using, right? Ask them who are they using. And you always want to snapshot different things that you see online that you really like or save the URL link address 
to a particular website because it's okay to become inspired by other people's work. It's okay. You don't copy and you definitely don't plagiarize anything, but what you do want to do is you want to gain inspiration because of how the site is designed, what it's saying, the feeling that it gives you, the emotion that it evokes. That's what that's what you're wanting to do. And when you gain that inspiration, you say, well, you know, I want my website to, to evoke that same kind of emotion or feeling, or I want people to get the same impression that I'm getting with this individual's graphic work. Every time I see their posts on social media, I really like how they present everything. So, again, it's very, very important for you to understand that. So you just sit down and, and just start going over what type of positions in your company need to be fulfilled. Okay, and I think it's important for you to get that quiet time, get in your quiet space and say, you know what, if I had all of the support I needed, what would my organization chart look like? I would be at the helm as the CEO. What would be next? Who would be under me? And that is how you start building out and figuring out what type of positions you need on your power team. Now, the beautiful thing about a power team is that for the boss lady on the budget, it's the perfect solution. Why? Because most people who are on your power team are going to own their own business, and they are solopreneurs as well. And a lot of the times, um, they are on a contractual basis with you. So when you need them, they're, they're going to be available. But when you don't, you're not having to incur an expense. And so, again, it's a perfect win-win situation, but you can't wait until the last minute to get a power team, right? You can't wait until the last minute and think that you're going to get things done um, right away if you have not already developed that relationship with that individual. Um, share it with them who you are, what you do. Share it within your website, giving them your vision of what you are looking for, uh, written out a description accountability system and knowing how to follow up with that individual and they know that you're going to be holding them accountable. All of these things have to be discussed as you are developing your power team. So again, a power team can be quite incredible when you do it right. And so I am totally encouraging you to start thinking about um, developing your power team, start thinking about getting more into that CEO role because it is so very, very important. For those of you that have just tuned in, you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. I'm Trina Nuda, your host and your business success coach, and I'm so excited that you are here today. Again, we want to keep in prayers all of those people who are being impacted by Hurricane Dorian. And we want to make sure that our family members and friends in the Bahamas are okay. Uh, again, I know that there is a lot going on today. So I feel so honored and so blessed that all of you are actually listening to the show today. So thank you so very, very much. I'm looking over here on my iPad because um, I want to make sure that I announce all of the people who actually purchased the book, Endless Referrals. I want to, first of all, thank you so much for purchasing the book because it is one of those books that, it is one of those books that I think you need to have in your success library. And um, we went over Endless Referrals last month. And of course, we're going to continue on with Endless Referrals this month uh, as our book club book of the month. But it is chock full of information, and it gives you some really good aha moments as to how you can actually increase the amount of referrals that are coming your way. And that is one of the reasons why I really, really love it, okay? Um, I'm going to be reading today from Endless Referrals from Chapter 13, Six Essential Rules of Networking Etiquette. Again, Six Essential Rules of Networking Etiquette. So I'll be reading from that uh, again uh, in just a little bit. 
But what I want to do right now, as soon as I can get to it, I want to go ahead and I want to actually call out the ladies who, you know, purchase the book, uh, Endless Referrals. And if I don't call your name, uh, don't worry. Just uh, know that you can hit me up in a private direct message and let me know. And then, uh, but I am going to share what the actual um, prize is for those of you who are uh, purchasers of the Endless Referrals book and you have been following uh, the radio show on last month when our theme was the Endless Referrals and also you'll be following this month. So very, very excited about that, okay? So I want to say a big shout-out to all of our Endless Referral book purchasers, Diana Bird. Hey, Diana, thank you so much. Um, Tia Drumgold Denson, Cindy Coleman, um, Charlene Laker, and there may be a few others, um, maybe three or four others that I can't seem to find your names, but I want to say congratulations to you. You were our prize winners. Um, I ask that by today that you post your picture of yourself and your book, um, and you will be a prize winner. So here's what the prize is actually going to be coming up on Monday, and I do believe it is going to going to be a special Monday evening webinar, and I'm so excited about this. Coming up on Monday, and that is going to be September the 16th in an, um, in an evening, okay? Uh, Monday, September 16th, I am going to be giving a special webinar entitled Endless Referrals, Getting More Clients. And you're going to automatically receive a workbook that is going to help you to walk through um, endless referrals and getting more clients. And I am going to be on a live webinar showing you exactly how I did it for Women About Biz. In this last 90 days, we have been able to amass almost 100 referrals of business women. How did I do it? I followed the directions, right? But I've broken it down and made it even more simpler. And you guys are going to be amongst my special select group of individuals who are the first to see this webinar. You're going to be able to get the workbook. And this is approximately, I would say, $199 value, and you're getting it absolutely at no cost, all because you follow the directions, you purchased the book, and you made a commitment uh, to listening to the show. So, again, congratulations to uh, Diana Lynn Bird. Congratulations to Charlene Laker, Cindy Coleman. Um, let me see, I'm missing another person. Just big, big, big shout-out and congratulations to all of you guys who purchased the Endless Referral book, and it's still not too late. I'm giving those of you who are listening to the show today, the opportunity to go ahead and get your book, Endless Referrals, you're going to want to have it because as you go through the webinar, I am going to be referring and providing you with worksheets that explain exactly what the author is talking about and how you can amass those referrals. So, you know, hey, I've been able to amass almost 100 referrals, right, in a short period of time, and I know that you guys can do the exact same thing. The one thing about me that you need to know and understand is that when I share information, it's not just information that I'm just sharing. I have experienced that information firsthand, and, and I think that's really the difference between me as a business coach and a lot of others because I share what I have already experienced. Anything that I've experienced as success, I'm going to tell you about it. And anything that I have failed at, I'm going to share that too because I want you to learn through my failures as well as through my success. So coming up on Monday evening uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern time is going to be Endless Referrals, Getting More Clients webinar, and this is the first rollout of it is coming up just to those individuals who purchased the book. So you guys still have a chance to purchase the book, hold it up when you get it and snap a picture of it, or, or send me a direct message with your receipt, uh, uh, and I will definitely make sure that you get included in this, right? Very, very important. So, again, congratulations to all of you 
who uh, purchased the Endless Referrals book and who are ready to make some things happen, not only by the end of the year, but you're ready to make some things happen for 2020, which is so very, very important. Again, our theme all of this month of September is going to be Strategy 2020. Yes, baby, we are headed to the 2020 zone. I'm so very, very excited about it. I know that you guys are excited about it, and I know that you are ready to see some things happen in your business. Okay, we're going to go ahead and we are going to move on. I wanted to share some things with you in reference to social media. I always like to give updates on social media whenever I can. Uh, a lot of things you may notice, if you have a Facebook group, a lot of things are going on in the Facebook group. One thing is that Facebook is changing the algorithms in Facebook groups, and they are trying to bring on a lot of new features, right? And so you may see some things that are available in the group one time and go back and you can't do it again. But some of the new features that they're trying to bring on in the group is they've been rolling out for a while now where you can actually have a membership in your Facebook group. Now, I like it, but I don't know if I would feel comfortable with it unless I was actually paying for the feature, and I'll tell you why. Because Facebook is notorious for pulling things from individuals. I just read, as a matter of fact, I just read the other day where someone had a Facebook group that had over 100,000 members. Yes, you heard that right. They had a group where they had over 100,000 members, woke up the one morning, and the group was blocked, and they could no longer even get in the group, Right. And this is something that Facebook just does. They snatch things automatically. They don't investigate. Someone can complain about a group. Someone can say that the group is spamming. Someone can uh, accuse the owner of the group of doing something, and Facebook will snatch it down without really, really investigating. So uh, my prayers to that individual, and I hope that they had a backup plan um, where the individual's in that group were also members of their website or hopefully they had some way of connecting or communicating with those individuals. So while Facebook continues to be a hub because it has billions of people visiting the site each and every day and they've really made it very possible um, for you to reach a lot of people, uh, a mass of people in a short period of time, there are also some downsides to it. So Again, for those of you who have a Facebook group, again, I want to make sure you understand the importance of having an alternative communication mode, which is why you need to be creating incentives. You need to be creating things where people will be able to join your mailing list. You, may, you want to ask people to join your mailing list in your group, and you want to make sure you have other ways of communicating if you're indeed going to be using Facebook. I know a lot of other Facebook users as well that actually have Facebook groups attached to their membership. I know one Facebook group in particular has over 18,000 members in their Facebook group, and these individuals are paying for, you know, monthly access to a closed group. And I often think it's such a good group, and I often think I hope they have an alternative mode of communication because if Facebook decides to take their group down for some reason, there's, there's going to be a problem. So Facebook, to you, I want to say to Facebook, hey, what you guys need to do is you need to charge it for, for the group features for individuals who would like to have additional group features so that they can truly own their group. Because snatching these groups and taking them down and, and doing a lot of untimely things to the group owners is not cool, not cool at all. So, again, um, some of the features is you're going to be able to have a paid membership of course, some groups already have units, meaning you can create courses within your group. Um, they are also going to have chat available in the groups, and some of you may already be experiencing that, where you can do live chat in the groups as well. So, And they're going to be having paid events uh, in the group as well, where you can actually pay for the event. So they're coming out with a lot of different things. Something tells me that they really are going to probably come out with a paid 
Facebook group version, figuring out new ways to generate revenue for Facebook, and I believe that that is coming out, but they are slow in their testing, um, testing things out, and I know that they have rolled out a lot of these features to groups that have 10,000 um, or more group members. So, again, stay tuned because you're going to see some new ways to use Facebook groups. But, again, whenever you're not the owner of something or you're not paying for it and you're not in total control of it, you always have to make sure that you have an alternative communication method and that you have a strategy for connecting with people. One of the things that I'm going to be sharing in the Endless Referral Getting New Clients webinar on Monday, September 16th, I'm going to be sharing exactly how you can create a workflow or a funnel system to create a group and then to be able to also have that alternative communication. What type of incentives can you create? How you can be building your mailing list while at the same time having people in a private group on Facebook and generating revenue at the same time. So I'm going to be showing you that as well. So again, I'm very, very excited about that webinar. Again, congratulations to all of the Endless Referral book purchasers. And don't just get the book, guys. You've got to dig into it. Take your yellow highlighter, highlight areas that are of particular interest to you so that you can get started with getting a stream of referrals for yourself. Now, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and hop right into Chapter 13. Again, Chapter 13, Six Essential Rules of Networking Etiquette. The author says, as with any game, relationship, or business, networking has its rules, procedures, and etiquette. Knowing what to do is important, and knowing what not to do can often be just as crucial to your success. There really aren't that many rules when it comes to networking, but the few that do exist need to be adhered to. If you don't, you stand the risk of destroying the wonderful environment you have created through effective networking. So he gives us six rules, and I'm going to just briefly go over those rules. But for those of you that have the book, go on to page 209, and you will see uh, all of the rules in detail. Rule number one, don't ask for immediate repayment. When you give something to or do something for someone, do not expect or ask for something back right away. For that matter, don't expect any kind of repayment with any time frame at all. Throughout this book, we've seen how important it is to be a giver. And, you know, I agree totally 100% with this. If you're going to play the networking game, okay, if you're going to be true to networking, you need to be in the blessing business. And you can't always expect to receive things back from the individual that you bless right away. And you need to have an authentic heart of giving, right? Trust me, it's going to come back to you in ways you haven't thought about and maybe not from that person. So this rule, don't ask for immediate repayment, is very true, okay? Uh, rule number two, treat a mentor like a mentor. He says, when seeking a mentor, approach modestly, unassumingly, respectfully, and with the intention of giving more than receiving. A mentor is a person usually already successful who wants to take us under her wing and help us become a success in our own right. A mentor is the teacher. We are the students. It's like a good friendship in the way it develops over time. When seeking a mentor, do so with humility and caution. I've actually heard people just starting in a business announce out loud for the world here, I am looking for a mentor. They're probably not going to find one with that approach, but if you approach your objective correctly, you can find people out there who are looking to share their knowledge with an eager uh, person. So it's important for you to understand sometimes people go to networking events and they're looking for people who can mentor them, take them under their belt, and just really give them resources and tools and recommend what they need to do. Um, but what you want to be careful about is just going to a networking event and announcing, I'm looking for a mentor. That's all you're there for. Again, remember, you really have to take on the spirit of being in the blessing business. Here's rule number three. Keep an eye on the clock. Ain't that the truth? 
When networking with anyone, especially if we are asking for advice or information, it's extremely important, the author says, that we respect the other person's time. If I'm calling that person on the phone, here's the first thing I will always ask. Do you have a real quick minute to answer a question? Okay, or is this a lousy time or a good time for you? If it turns out it is, in fact, a lousy time, I'll find out when might be a better time. Remember, we want the person to feel good about being part of our network. I want to add to that as far as keep an eye on the clock as well, is that when you are at a networking event, that networking event may only be going on for one and a half to two hours, right? And if it's a room full of people and you want to get the opportunity to meet different people, it's okay for you to be talking to one and say, it's so wonderful to meet you and I'm going to call you or I look forward to talking with you. I want to go ahead and circulate or let's go ahead and circulate and meet some other people, right? It's okay to say that. Why? Because you should not be trying to do business or close the sale on the networking floor. That's not time um, for you to do that. Here's rule number four, follow through on premises. Okay, lessons learned here. This young woman that you're looking at right now, me, have a lot of lessons learned in that because I'm a talker bee. I'm really good with talking, and so I've had to learn how to bridle my tongue and not put the horse before the cart and promise things that I know I will not be able to get out in time or promise things that I feel that I'll be able to get out, but I don't know because they haven't been prepared, right? Don't do that. Okay, that's probably one of my hardest lessons learned, but I am learning it's best to keep your mouth shut and wait until you develop the information. As a matter of fact, it puts pressure, undue pressure on you to come up with information, and as a result, you may sabotage the whole process. So really, really be careful on that. He says, one of the more deadly sins of networking is not following through on what we promised to do. Keeping your promises is generally a good character trait to develop for anyone. For a networker, it's the oxygen you breathe. Have you ever been exchanging ideas or referrals with a fellow networker who has said, I'll send you the information right away, and then had the information not arrive for days or months even, right? It's awkward. You don't really want to call and remind them because you don't want to appear pushy. And again, this is a rule. You must follow through on your promises, okay? Number five, he says, be extra careful not to annoy a referred prospect. Oh, that's a good one. He says, let me paint you a picture of a very ticklish situation. One of your fellow networkers, Dave Smith, calls you and excitedly says, I've got someone for you to contact. Our, region manage, our regional manager's name is Carol Davis, and she would be the person with the authority to purchase more of your widgets than you ever thought you could sell to any one company. Just mention my name and she'll take your call. You like that. In fact, it makes your day, you think. So you eagerly and confidently pick up that ordinarily intimidating instrument known as the phone and begin dialing. As the secretary begins the screening process, you nonchalantly say, just tell her that Dave Smith suggested I call. The secretary asks you, and who is Dave Smith? and you feel a slight pull in your stomach, something doesn't seem right, nevertheless, you do not retreat. You say, Dave is with the Centerville branch of your company. Unimpressed, she puts you on hold, and you now find yourself listening to music rendition of Dank Shone over the telephone, you know, like that crazy elevator music you might hear. Finally, after about four minutes, you are greeted by a somewhat irritated voice. The conversation goes as follows. Carol Davis, this is Carol Davis. You. Hi, Miss Davis. This is Joe Taylor calling from Widgets Unlimited. Carol says, hmm, you. Uh, Dave Smith referred me to you. And then again, there's silence. And then you say, uh, Dave said you would be the person to speak with regarding the purchasing of widgets for your company. And Carol Davis says, we don't need any right now. Just send me some information and we'll call you when we're interested. Obviously, this was not a good referral. At this point, I might ask one or two qualifying questions, but if there's any resistance in her voice, I will politely end the conversation. Although it might be tempting to tell this person to take a long walk off a short pier, it isn't the right thing to do. Such a comment merely serves to lower you to that person's level. 
Also, there's a good chance your return rudeness would get back today. So what? You may be wondering, it was a terrible, unqualified referral that did me no good at all. True, but at least he was thinking of you, and with little coaching on your part, his future referrals could all be stars. So this is just an example because this is what you need to understand, and I know this all too well. Not every referral is going to be a referral, okay? This is why there's a difference between a lead and a prospect and a qualified prospect. And I try to explain this a lot to my clients, right? A lead is someone who has shown interest, but then you've got to take it a step further and you've got to qualify them as a prospect who is somebody who is interested and really ready to buy or purchase your product, right? And so it's very, very key for you to understand is this some, just because somebody refers, it does not mean that that person is always going to be a lead or a good referral for you, okay? The best referral, of course, is when the both of you can either get on a phone conference, go out to dinner, depending on the value of that referral, um, you may want to meet that person in person, meet the individual in person, or you may want to do a three-way phone conference so that you can be introduced and the three of you can talk in a connection call. Very, very important. Last but not least, here's rule number six. Say and write thank you. I can't say how important this one simple rule is. He says by the time, by this time, you should it should go without saying, but it bears repeating anyway, regardless of whether the referral turns into a huge sale or it's a bomb, like the one in the example I just read. Let that person know how much his or her thoughts are appreciated. Another good reason for saying or writing a thank you is that this lets the referral know that something happened. This is so very important. So you're always going to thank the individual for referring you. And sometimes you may want to do something nice, you know, throw in like a staples card or throw in a movie card or something that just shows your appreciation, okay? Key points the author wants you to understand about this section is in order to maintain and build our network, we must adhere to certain rules of networking etiquette. And when you give something to or do something for someone, do not ask for or expect an immediate repayment, if at all, right? When seeking a mentor, approach modestly and keep an eye on the clock. Don't abuse people's time. Follow through on your promises. Be extra careful not to annoy anybody that has been referred. And say and write always thank you to the referral. And there you have it, uh, ladies. I just read from Chapter 13 of Endless Referrals, Six Essential Rules of networking etiquette. For those of you that have the book, this is a very good section. He goes really into good detail for you, so you definitely may want to pay attention to that particular chapter. Heck, the whole book is just chock full of information that's going to help you to build your referral stream. So if you haven't purchased the book, what are you guys waiting on? Join us in our book club. Get the book. It is worth the having. Get your highlighter out highlight sections that really uh, speak to you, and then ask yourself, how are you going to implement some of the things in this endless referral book that you are reading? It is 1248 after the hour. You're listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. And again, I want to thank everyone. I see that our Blog Talk Radio board is now completely full. And so if you've had individuals saying that they can't get on um, through the dial-in, then have them to go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Successful Woman Radio, spelled all the way out, and they will be able to listen um, directly through the stream on the Successful Woman Radio page on Blog Talk Radio. Again, that's blogtalkradio.com forward slash Successful Woman Radio, spelled all the way out. Our board is now completely full. Thanks all of you who are listening via live stream through our Women About Biz Facebook group. Hey, I want to give you guys an update of what's going on with our 100K program and what we are getting ready to do um, at Women About Biz. So very, very excited about this. So as you know, 
we have a big desire to have over 100,000 women in our Women About Biz Facebook community. We are roaring and gearing up. So here's some of the upcoming things that are going to be happening in our group as of this month, September. We're going to start having prizes in the group. Uh, we are also going to uh, actually start holding um, networking courses right there in the group because we feel that it's important for women to know the proper etiquette and rules of networking just as we have read and how to really connect with each other, right? And we are going to be really giving special opportunities to those women that we actually see that they are welcoming people into the group, they're uh, liking and giving hearts to those people who make comments, they are asking questions, they are sharing resources, and just not one-sided and promoting their business. And so, again, we're excited about our 100K campaign. It is building up energy and steam, and we are ready to really move forward. I think since we've gotten started with the 100K campaign, we've added probably about 250 new women to the community, um, and we're going to be adding more, and you guys need to be paying attention. Uh, the one thing that I do realize is that a lot of you are missing out on huge opportunities to connect with business women who are joining the group. You can see it right there when they join the group. Um, you are missing out on a huge opportunity to say hello and to um, connect with them and schedule a connection call. So we're going to facilitate better engagement in our community, better rules, more features and benefits in the Women About Biz community by showing you firsthand how to get it done, right? And we're going to be adding incentives, prizes, and all types of things in the group so that you will see the benefit of connecting with other business women and joining in and us working together to not only help our businesses to be more successful, but also to share um, a lot of other resources that are out there as well. So stay tuned. This month is full of information. I want to share for all of you who are in the Atlanta area, I also want to share with you a very special event that is actually coming up on Saturday, September the 14th. Again, Saturday, September the 14th. I'm very, very excited about it, and uh, I hope that my buddy Pamela Boudre uh, is listening, uh, but I'm excited that we have uh, the Marked Women's Conference. So very, very excited about that and everything that it actually stands for. But it is coming up on Saturday, September 14th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., and it is going to be at the AEI Factory in the Stonecrest Mall area. Again, the AEI Factory, the Stonecrest Mall area. And if you are interested in attending with me, then I need you to just send me a direct message on Facebook and let me know that you're interested in attending, and I have a special discount for you. But if you'd like to learn more about the conference itself, you can visit um, the website, Pamela Boudre, Pamela, P-A-M-E-L-A, Boudre, B-O-U-D-R-E-Y.com, Pamela Boudre. Dot com and click on the event link in the top right menu, and it'll take you right to um, the registration page so you can take a look at the information. I am excited to be one of the speakers at the Mark Women's Empowerment Conference, and I am, I've been preparing already um, my presentation, and I've got something quite in store for all of you who attend. So again, I would love to have several of you ladies who are in and around the Atlanta area um, to sit at my Women About Biz table um, and be with me in celebrating um, this wonderful conference, Mark Women's Empowerment Conference, uh, produced and put on by life coach Pamela Boudre. And anybody that's interested, you can go to Pamela Boudre, and that's B-O-U-D-R-E-Y, PamelaBoudre.com, and click on events so you can learn more. Um, if you'd like to be there and get a special discount from me, send me a direct message and let me know that you are interested in attending the Mark Women's Conference on Saturday, September 14th from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And, of course, 
Pamela and I did a special live stream presentation in our Facebook community, um, but it was a little bit fuzzy. So we're coming back again, and we're going to be talking about the subject rejection. And we're going to be talking about why so many women have an issue uh, with that one word, rejection, and, and how that impacts you and your business. Uh, if you've been rejected in your personal life, how you can feel like you're going to be rejected in your business life and how that can really impact you. So we're going to be talking about that this week. So I'm very, very excited to, again, come live on Facebook with Pamela to talk about that, that one word that a lot of women stray away from, especially in business, which is rejection and how it impacts you both personally and professionally in business. So, again, you guys mark your calendar September 14th, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. right here in Atlanta, the Stonecrest area, Lithonia, the Marked Women's Empowerment Conference, and I will be one of the speakers. So excited, and I thank Pamela for the blessing of giving me the speaking opportunity, and I look forward uh, to seeing a lot of you who are interested in attending. I'm looking forward to seeing you um, at this event with me. I'm going to go ahead right now, and I'm going to set the stage a little bit for the rest of September for what I would like to call one of the most important topics of the year, Strategy 2020. Again, Strategy 2020. Now, we have five weeks in this month. So starting on Monday, September 9th, September 16th, September 23rd, and September 30th, I will be... Um, talking all about business strategy and some of the things that you need to do. So you guys definitely want to have a pen and a notepad. Today what I want to do is I want to just quickly set your mind to Strategy 2020. I want to share with you why a business strategy is so very, very important, and I want to share with you why you need to start planning it now and not wait uh, until November, December time frame, okay? So I, I just want to give you that, and then starting next Monday, we'll actually be starting with the different parts of the business strategy, and I'll be sharing with you uh, some things that you can do to get started with your strategy. But today, we're going to talk about the mindset, preparing your mind for your business strategy 2020, okay? So the first thing I want to say is, what is a business strategy? You know, what what is it? And why is it so very, very important? The first thing that you need to know is that a lot of um, top 100 companies, 500 companies in the United States and the world, they all know the importance of business strategies, right? Um, and the reason why they know the importance of what a business strategy is is because most large companies run themselves on a annual basis, and then they break it down into quarters with their business strategy. And then some companies even have a three-year and a five-year forecasted business strategy, and then they break it down into years, months, quarters, and weeks, right, so that everybody who's playing a role in that strategy knows exactly what should be going on. It is no different for the solo entrepreneur, for the small business owner, right? And this is why it's important for you to realize that a business strategy is basically a written document. It's not a business plan, but it is a written plan that is going to create your blueprint of how you're going to execute all of your ideas and thoughts of how to generate income for your business over a period of time. So your business strategy may go out six months. Your business strategy may go out one year or more. Now, what I recommend is that you do a business strategy for a 12-month period. Of course, that is one year. And the reason why I recommend that is because it's going to give you the ultimate clarity when you go out for a full 12 months. You don't have to, for a full year, you're not having to actually worry about what it is that you're trying to get done. Um, you should know what your goals are. You know what the tasks are. You know the power team that you will have to assemble in order to make that happen. But there's something that has to occur before you even do the business strategy. There's something that needs to occur in your mindset that you need to prepare for, okay? 
There may have been goals that you wanted to accomplish this year. There may be things that you still want to do before the year ends. However, what you need to understand is from a mindset perspective, you really need to get yourself in the CEO role, okay? I can't talk about that enough, but the CEO role is extremely important. And what I find a lot of the time is that as businesswomen, we get caught up in the labor role because sometimes it's fun. Sometimes that's the fun part of the business, or sometimes that's the part of the business that makes us feel like we are doing something. But trust me, even though we may have to play that role, the entrepreneur visionary role, the CEO role, is indeed the most important role. And when you're talking about strategic planning, you have to put yourself in the role of the CEO, okay? And I can't stress that part enough. But in putting yourself in the CEO role, there are leadership responsibilities, leadership skills that you must possess. And some of those skills include time management. You must be able to effectively manage your time. You must be able to commit to having a time management planner or calendar that you are using and that you are going to build a great habit with, with using consistently and persistently, right? The second thing that I think is going to be key is that you've got to get used to writing it down. You've got to get used to planning, planning, and you've got to get to becoming a solution thinker um, because all too often as women, we're always getting caught up in our emotions and, and we can't, you know, we can't stop focusing on what's going wrong when we really need to be focusing on a solution of how to go ahead and make more money. So, for example, you take Susie, you know, she owns a gift basket business, and she is not making as much money in her gift basket business as she did the quarter before, and all of a sudden she's got all these bills stacked up, and she's got a lot of supplies she just purchased, but she can't see her way out of it. And instead of thinking about ways to creatively sell more gift baskets and looking at the holiday season coming up and looking at what what she could do, how she could create more, generate more referrals, how she can call all of her old customers and start seeing if they need gift baskets for a particular occasion. She's stuck in her emotions of woe is me. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to pay these bills. I don't know why I'm not getting as many customers. And what that does is it causes stress and it causes you to self-sabotage and you don't want to do that. And so this is why you have to have it clear in your mindset right now to become a solution thinker. You have to always think solutions. If something isn't happening, if something isn't going the way you like it, then change it. You are the driving force behind your business. And so you can imagine as the CEO, if you crumble, everything is going to crumble, right? This is like having a child. There may be problems going on in the family, but if my child sees me break down, then they're going to break down. And then the whole family starts to break down because the woman normally sets the pace of the household as the manager of the home. So it's no different in the business. You set the pace for your business as the CEO, as the visionary. So if you crumble, if you get stressed out, and if you're not the solution thinker, then who's going to be there for the business? So you really have to develop good habits of, of time management. You have to develop good planning habits, and you definitely have to develop habits of becoming a solution thinker and don't get caught up in your emotions, okay? And don't get angry either because women are quick to anger when they are getting what they want. And as a result, they will kick the business to the curb, okay? They'll just stop working on the business because they'll feel like, ah, oh, it's not working. When indeed, in, in the business is not the business that's not working. It's the individual that's running the business that's not working. And that's been one of the hardest lessons that I have had to learn, ladies, is that when something wasn't going right in uh, Women About Biz or one of my other businesses, 
I would always look outside of myself, but now I've developed a habit of learning to look within myself, right? Look at me and what I might not be doing to strengthen my company because I'm the visionary. My company runs from my vision. It runs from my pace. It runs off of my energy, my excitement. And so if something's not working, I'm not going to go outside looking for the problem. I'm going to go within to my leadership ability and looking at where the weak link is in my leadership ability, and I'm going to strengthen that link. And you need to be doing the exact same thing. And it's very, very important that you understand this because oftentimes we all want the blueprint on how to create a successful business and make things happen in our business, but we aren't willing to do the work. We aren't willing to change our mindset. We aren't willing to to see it through and be persistent and consistent and become relentless businesswomen, right? Relentless, persistent, never-ending, continuous, keep going, keep pushing. And that's what we need to be in order to gear up to create a strategic plan for 2020 in our businesses. So I hope that you take this to heart, and I hope you get ready to hear some powerful shows coming up each Monday throughout the month of September as we cover the theme, Business Strategy 2020. Don't forget to share this information with uh, another businesswoman that you know could use the information. And for those of you who purchased the book and will be um, given admission into the Endless Referrals, Getting New Clients, um, webinar, don't worry, I'll be sending you information on how to get yourself registered shortly. Take care, everybody, and have a beautiful Labor Day holiday. Bye-bye.